be. Mega Ripples. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is food news. This is from NewYorkPost.com. The headline is, Van Leeuwen and Kraft debut, are you ready for this? Mac and cheese flavored ice cream. (gasps) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Will you eat it? Yes, probably. I don't know. If I can get my hands on some, I might bring some. We can eat it on the show. All right. So, a limited edition. (laughs) I don't know if I want to eat it, though. We've fallen so far. (laughs) A limited edition macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream will hit freezers nationwide this week. Brooklyn-based ice cream maker Van Leeuwen and Kraft Heinz announced uh, last Tuesday. Okay. The cheesy frozen treat will go on sale. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you lost me again. Will go on sale for $12 a pint, which is, like, uh, kind of a lot. Like, Oh, they know people will buy it. Yeah. That's the problem. You're right, because it's, like, a novelty item. Mm-hmm. I guess it's already on sale. It's already on sale online. Uh to commemorate National Macaroni and Cheese Day. Sure. Uh, it'll, it'll also be available in Van Leeuwen stores across the country, which I've, I've never even I've heard of this I've never company. heard of this brand before. Van Leeu- Leeuwen? What? I think it's like a German, like Leuven, but it's like L-E-E-U-W-E-N. Okay. Like Leuven? Anyway. All right. Apparently it's an ice cream company. Uh, and they have stores across the country, and you can buy it there. If one of those is near you, you can get it there. Or you can get it online while supplies last. Okay. The companies described the ice cream as, quote, oh, no. <laughs> I can't even read this. Cool, creamy scoop of ice cream that brings that comforting, nostalgic feeling from a warm bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <sighs> I just, it can't be good, right? (laughs) Those things don't go together. That can't be good. I mean, it's like... (sighs) Ice creams flavored with, like, savory flavors are not good. Right? We can can say this from experience. Do you remember that garlic ice cream that we had at at the Cleveland Garlic Festival? It was not good. It was not good. Although I do remember we figured out how to eat it with French fries dipped into it. Oh, and that tasted good. Yeah. Unless I just thought of that later and I was like, we should have done that. Now well, I don't remember. Either way, <laughs> but, it would make sense. Um, yeah, no, that was just not, nope. it didn't work. Mm-mm. It didn't work. Nope. Stop um, trying to make it happen, people. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I just thought that there, this description of this ice cream just was like... Offensive. <laughs> I don't... Like, that's what they, they were like, how are we going to describe this in a way that people will want to try this? And they're like, that comforting, nostalgic feeling from a warm bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese. But like, a warm bowl of cheese in the same sentence as ice cream just doesn't go together. No, no, this is, this is a sin. Regardless. And I will not stand for it. I am seriously considering trying to get some so that we can eat it. Well, of course I would On the podcast. (laughs) Um, because that sounds fun, yeah. but <laughs> I'm not expecting it to be that good. No. But if you are listening and you are a huge fan of mac and cheese, you might like it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I do love mac and cheese, but I don't know. I do I, too. And I, I just, love ice cream, actually. So. I know, but separately. But just separately. I want I right. want mac and cheese for dinner, ice cream for dessert. 
Yeah, right? and that's perfect. So separation. That's a great different right bowls. There. Yeah. Yeah. My first story is technology news. This is from The Verge. Microsoft threatens to resurrect Clippy as an office emoji. Threatens is the right word to use. Threatens in is that the right word. Headline. Yeah. They're not, so they're not going to bring, bring Clippy back in its in his full capacity as like a guide. Okay. Um, but they claim they will replace the paperclip emoji in Microsoft Office with Clippy if a tweet gets twenty thousand likes. So basically, like if this tweet gets twenty thousand likes, we'll replace the the paperclip emoji in Office with with Clippy instead. Oh, okay. It's, it seems fairly non-threatening. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. But uh, <laughs> the tweet has already surpassed that number, so it seems All Clippy right. could be about to return, but Microsoft is being coy about what might happen next. So people are also kind of like, do they actually mean this? Are they actually going to do it? And it's not super clear yet. Um, okay. It originally added in Office 97, Clippy appeared as an assistant to offer help and tips for using Microsoft Office. I feel ancient. Talking about Clippy like in a historical context, <laughs> but uh, yeah, wait, was it that long ago? I mean, ninety-seven I it, is when I it guess was it's, debuted. Oh yeah, okay, I guess it's pretty um, old. So, oh you, man, you either loved or hated it, and Microsoft eventually killed off Clippy in Office XP in two thousand one. So he really, like, in the grand scheme of things, was only around for like five years, and it just feels like this oversized thing. Do we but, do we need to explain Clippy to people that are listening that don't know what Clippy is? Know. Do people do, do you think people listening to us right now don't know what Clippy is? That makes me sad. But yeah, maybe Basic, we don't have to yeah. spend time doing well, that. Yeah, but. basically, it was like an animated character that would pop up in the like the lower corner of Office and be like, "It looks like you're trying to do this," like and offer suggestions and tips and stuff. And it was very rarely actually helpful because this was before AI. It was really <laughs> annoying because it would also like slow down. Your computer. That happened to me too. Like when oh, it would really? come up, it would like everything would like slow down and be like really clippy. It was too graphically really? intense. Yes, because like back PC. then, like the computers were like not they couldn't process a lot of things at once. It was like too too much. Yeah, I don't think I ran into that problem. Okay, but uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, and he it was, was also. I, I feel like he was also difficult to get rid of. Like he wasn't just like a setting that you could turn off forever. Like he would keep popping back up. Correct. <laughs> That's why people didn't like Clippy yeah. very much. Um, but yeah, apparently the tweet already has more than 30,000 likes, so uh, Microsoft had better make good on their promise. This would be like the first time that a brand has made like a specific emoji, like their own product before. Like Apple does it all the time. So, like the phone emoji on Apple is just an iPhone. Okay, Same, that makes sense. I think like headphones are also like. Like AirPod their, Max, like those over-ear ones that they just res, re, gotcha. relatively recently announced. Yeah, They just make the emoji look like their mm-hmm. product. So just Okay, make, that makes just sense. Just do it, you cowards. Make the, make the paper just do clip it. clippy. They should just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should. Okay, my next story is dinosaur news. This is from sciencealert.com. The headline is, Fossilized Tsunami Mega Ripples Reveal the Devastation from the (laughs) Chicxulub Asteroid. I don't know how to pronounce that. Do you Uh, know how to pronounce that? It's the big asteroid. Nobody alive knows how to pronounce it. Okay. Don't feel bad. Okay. So it's not just me. (laughs) We're going with Chicxulub because that seems 
Is it like C-H-I-X-U-L-U-B? It's like C-X-U-L-U. Oh. Wait, C-X? C-H-I-C-X. Oh. U-L-U-B. All right. I'm pretty happy with how close I was. Yeah, you were, you were pretty close. I knew you would know this word, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. So the Chicxulub asteroid collided with our planet 66 million years ago, extinguishing 75% of living species, including all non-avian dinosaurs. Over the last few years, scientists have discovered many more traces of this cataclysmic impact, providing us with more details of its extreme aftermath from world-encircling dust to wildfires up to 930 miles from the impact site, which is like, wow. Now, researchers have discovered more evidence. Enormous ripples in the Earth, a.k.a. mega ripples. Okay. Engraved by a monster tsunami uh, in sediment 5,000 feet below central Louisiana. Hmm. The mega ripples were preserved beneath... Uh, deep water shale during the Paleocene epoch that followed um, when the asteroid hit. Uh, the research team found these mega ripples after analyzing se- seismic, 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 seismic. Thank you, <laughs> seismic imaging data for Central Louisiana. Uh, this is a quote from the team: "The mega ripple features have average wavelengths of 600 meters and average wave heights of 16 meters, making them the largest ripples documented on Earth." So this is like... Mega ripples, yeah. Yeah, like when you... Just in case people don't know kind of like what this is like. Like if, if you ever look like in sand that's underneath water and, and it has the kind of like a like a wave pattern because of the water, you know? Mm-hmm. That's basically what this is, but they're like 16 meters high ripples and that got preserved um, in the ground. And I guess that's evidence of a giant tsunami because what else would have caused that? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) that checks out. Um, Previous modeling of this tsunami suggests its waves would have reached a staggering 1,500 meters high, which is nearly one mile high. Wow. Um, Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it also said in this article that the the mega earthquake triggered okay. by the asteroid. Yeah, they're just putting mega in front of everything. Uh, triggered by the asteroid collision would have been greater than an 11 on the Richter scale. Wow. Like, that's how big of a deal it was, which I could, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, giant tsunami. Mile-high tsunami. Mega ripples. Mega ripples. Mega ripples. My next story is world news. This is from CNN. World's deepest pool opens in Dubai, part of huge underwater city. What? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, this, sound, this honestly sounds really cool. Um, yeah. So it has a depth of 60 meters or 196 feet, which is pretty deep. Wow. Uh, the pool, part of the new Deep Dive Dubai attraction, has stolen the record from Poland's deep spot which has a depth of over 45 meters or 131 feet. So it's significantly deeper. Um, it's filled with 14 million liters of fresh water, which is the volume of six Olympic-sized swimming pools, and it's at least four times bigger than any other diving pool in the world. Uh, Guinness awarded it the deepest swimming pool for diving title on June 27th, so it's work a little Guinness World Record. All right, there. all right. Um, the facility is currently open by invitation only, but it will open to the public later this, le- later this year. Uh, the indoor pool is housed inside a 1,500-square-meter oyster-shaped structure. 
because of course it is. Um, but the <laughs> but the biggest star of Deep Dive du- Dubai is the pool's underwater city. Uh, divers can explore uh, abandoned, sunken city apartments and play underwater pool in an arcade. Um, they they actually had a picture of the arcade. There's like a couple of machines in there as well, and like a foosball table for underwater foosball, which doesn't seem like dynamic. It, it would like work very the, well. But are these things like in? Like a building that just happens to be underwater, or are you like in a scuba suit doing this stuff? You're in like a scuba suit. You're like underwater doing this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they said state of the art lighting and sound systems have been fitted inside the pool to create different atmospheres. So there's just like different environments and stuff too. Wow. I'll show you some pictures. It looks very strange. Uh, the diving <laughs> complex also has a restaurant equipped with large windows and TV screens, allowing non diving family and friends to watch from dry land. So you can, like, eat in the restaurant and just, like, watch people inside, which sounds pretty cool, too. Yeah. But, yeah. This wow. seems pretty crazy. They would do something like this in Dubai. Oh, yeah. They they love having the biggest or the deepest or the whatever. It's yeah. Pretty, yeah, they already have the world's... Like, world record-breaking architecture and stuff. They already have the world's tallest skyscraper and the world's largest mall. Probably the world's fanciest hotel, also. Probably, Probably several of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like here's the underwater foosball. Wow. Here's like part of the underwater city. Like it looks kind of cool. It's like something out of a video game almost, where you're like yeah. swimming around exploring a city. That's actually exactly what it's like. Like a video game would have that for sure. Yeah, but it sounds like they have stuff for like beginning divers and experienced people. Okay. I wouldn't be doing this because I've had bad experiences. Well, one bad experience of scuba diving, and I just don't think I want to do it again. But yeah. I would eat in the restaurant. <laughs> I would also eat in the restaurant. Yeah, I I tried scuba diving once, and I didn't really, I didn't really like it. Yeah, maybe I would like it if I actually took like lessons or like got trained. You know, but yeah, maybe that might have been part of my problem too because I did spend like the first ten minutes probably having like a mild undersea panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty similar to what happened to me too. It was like you're hyperventilating. Yeah. You're like then eventually I was like, oh, like this is actually kind the, of cool. And then like, like I was out of oxygen probably because I was just like probably hyperventilating a little. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I was like hyperventilating before I was even like under the water. I was yeah. like, this is not this yeah. is not great. And it really messed up my ears for a couple of days after that. So Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Not for me. Yeah, maybe maybe we can go to the restaurant yeah, and, and watch some people. Watch the divers. That, does, it, that seems cool. Yeah. Okay, my next story is animal news. This is from usatoday.com. The headline is, Hawaii is giving away 700 pesky goats to try and save a historic park. They're just giving away the goats. Yes. Um, According to the Honolulu Star Advertiser, the Department of Land and Natural Resources will hold a lottery in an attempt to give away a bunch of goats that are considered an invasive species and have overrun a historical park. <laughs> so, like, apparently they're just, like, populating the park just, and there's too like, many goats and it's regular a problem. Goats? Are they, like... Yeah. They're not, like, rant, like big orange sheep or anything like that? No, they're, like, the kind that you see in, like, a petting zoo. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a sheep, right? right. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not like they're not some like exotic mountain goat or just something. They're regular like goats the regular like 
domestic type goats, I guess. And they're apparently thriving. And they're like <laughs> thriving in this park. Yeah, I don't know. But they're they're going to remove 700 goats. It's a lot of goats. I'm like how many goats are in the park? Cuz that's Maybe. not all the goats, you know what I mean? It's like what are there like 1500 goats it's in this lot, park? It's a lot of so goats. So many. It's a lot of goats in one park. Um Yeah, it just just a little funny to me to goats are they're considered an invasive species like i don't know how that happened but anyway they're going to try to capture these goats and they want to give them to members of the public that can that have a facility to have a goat um so if you want one you have to apply for a permit and then if you get that you'll be entered into a lottery and you could win a goat and they're choosing the winners on July 28th. How many people do they think are going to want goats in Hawaii? Is this just in Hawaii? Is this anywhere? Are they going to ship these goats? I don't, I don't think they're going to ship the goats. I think you're going to have to go to Hawaii if you want a goat. Okay. I don't want to go that bad. But I think you could go to Hawaii for this if you really wanted to. Yeah. Like, I know you're not going to do that, but, like, maybe somebody else will. Maybe somebody really wants a goat. Yeah. Or, or several goats. It sounds like they got a lot to get rid of. They have a lot. They have 700. That's so many goats. Yeah. You know what? People are going to show up to this and win multiple goats. Yeah, probably. And good for them. Now they, gotta, just have, now they have yeah. a goat. They just have to promise not to re-release it back into the wild. Yeah. <laughs> not re-release it back into the park. Yeah. My next story is food news. This is from foodandwine.com. So they should be experts. All right. McCormick is hiring a director of taco relations <laughs> with a $100,000 paycheck. What? $100,000 paycheck for like four months of work. Wow. It's a pretty good deal if you want to be their director of taco relations. <laughs> um, so this article uh, this article's caught on to you, Brands, and has said, Creating head- headline-worthy dream jobs has become a popular marketing trend, uh, featuring titles like Chief Noodle Officer, um, which is apparently one that Top Ramen did, uh, Chief Biscuit Officer for Red Lobster, and Chief Thirst Officer uh, for Hydrant, which is a wellness brand. I don't know how we haven't talked about any of the three I, of those, yeah. because that's Chief- like... Those Chief are all biscuit gold. Officer, Chief biscuit officer, Chief noodle officer, Red Lobster, Chief thirst like... officer. That the jokes write themselves. It's, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> McCormick's new director of taco relations actually comes with some serious pay, which is a hundred thousand dollars paid out at twenty five thousand dollars per month of work. That's um, so much. It's a money. ton of money. What's um, this person doing? Okay, I'll let you explain. Yeah, it's, it, this this one, unlike some of the other ones, it sounds like you actually are going to have to do some actual work. Okay. Um, so in the role's official description, McCormick explains that applicants will be expected to work up to 20 hours a week uh, for up to four months, which is still like not that bad. It's not even 40 hours. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, inclu- <laughs> for, again, $100,000 in four months. So, uh, But that includes attending virtual meetings and occasionally traveling to both the McCormick headquarters and, quote, other taco locations in the U.S., whatever that means. What does that mean? <laughs> so you mean everywhere in the country because you can get tacos everywhere? I guess there's probably places where they're better. There's definitely places where they're better. Uh, mm-hmm. Responsibilities include things like keeping tabs on taco trends by scouring social media and talking with chefs, uh, developing content for McCormick's social channels, and consulting... <laughs> Quote, on inspirational and approachable taco recipes incorporating McCormick's taco seasoning. 
by working with their kitchens team. Okay. Uh, Jill Pratt, McCormick's chief marketing officer, said in the announcement, Since the 1960s, McCormick taco seasoning has been a staple helping American households. <laughs> Hel- helping? <laughs> Helping them with tacos. Okay, sure. let's settle down. Yeah, let's, like, settle let's down. be honest. It's probably just cumin. Uh, McCormick's director of taco relations will ultimately honor and support the millions of Americans that rely on our taco seasoning what? every day, Wait, we need to- while keeping McCormick at the forefront of the tacos of tomorrow. We need to pause. Uh-huh. We need to pause. Yeah. What's wrong with that statement? Because first of all, there's so many. First of all, I'm still laughing at the the statement of "let's be real." It's probably just cumin. <laughs> Isn't that it is though? So funny to me. It's got to be mostly cumin. Like, let's be well, honest. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, That's some like, chili pepper powder. I don't even know what's in taco well, seasoning. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, okay, that's that's, sure, that's a yeah. thing. Okay. <laughs> what? what, what, what? <laughs> Why are they convinced that they're taco seasoning? I can't even talk. It's so impactful to Americans. <laughs> I can't handle this. They are very, very convinced that their taco seasoning is just the <laughs> most it's important. Like, it's like when you get married, you register for taco seasoning, apparently. Yeah. You know? And it's, and it's if it's not McCormick, then get out of my wedding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need in your home, McCormick taco seasoning. Yeah. Not only that, but are you sad? Just buy some McCormick taco yeah, seasoning. Yeah, no, we'll help. It's going to emo- emotionally support you. It will honor and support you. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Um, you can keep going. <laughs> yeah, luckily I'm I'm not done. Uh, any any U.S. resident who is 21 years of age or older with a valid driver's license uh, can apply regardless of their prior experience. Uh, a quote from the job description states, a previous taco job is not a prerequisite to submit. Just a deep love of tacos. What is, what is a taco job? I guess just like making tacos. Like maybe tacos. if you were like working at a restaurant or something maybe? Yeah. If just you're a chef. The idea of taco job just makes yeah, sense. A previous um, taco job. They said you will need excellent storytelling skills, including through video and social media. Um, part of the application process is to submit a creative video showcasing your personality and passion for tacos. Um, beyond highlighting why you why you deserve the chance to be the first ever director of taco relations, they also suggest that applicants share their best taco tidbits, including but not limited to their go-to and unique taco recipes, taco-themed trivia and knowledge, and any additional experiences, qualifications, and skill sets they want to provide. So... It's like it's kind of a real job, but also kind of not. Um, but hey, you can make a hundred thousand dollars in four months, which is a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. This this one seems like the most of a, most real job. Yeah, of it's definitely the most legit. The other ones of we've kind of we've, li- yeah. yeah, where most of them are just like you'll go to a location and take a bunch of pictures of yourself there, like yeah, or like you will go observe colors around the world. <laughs> Yeah. And then reflect on those colors. That one, okay. seemed, that one seemed cool, but uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, they want they want to market their taco seasoning, mm-hmm. and they want a taco expert that mm-hmm. loves tacos yep. to help them do that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, to honor and support the millions of Americans <laughs> that can't live without their taco <laughs> seasoning. <laughs> they can't live. <laughs> That's it. It's their end all be all. Before bed, they sprinkle a little bit under each eyelid. <laughs> 
and a little under their tongue. And did you say under each eyelid? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sounds like it'd be really painful. I know. Um, applicate- that hurts so bad. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, like, put it under their pillow or something. Like, no. I mean, that might make Put it sense. in their eyes. You sprinkle a ring around you to keep demons at bay. Yeah. Uh, applications can be submitted until July 20th at McCormick.com slash director of taco relations. Um, so that's less than a week from now. So get get on that if you want to do this. Which, again, it's the compensation is quite nice. Yeah. Um, Seems worth it. Yeah. I would do it if I knew anything about tacos, besides eat, that I like to eat them. Yeah, I don't know enough about tacos, so I don't think I can apply either. Yeah. That's oh, well. too bad. Next time. Next, next taco. <laughs> All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today, or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Mega ripples. Ready, set, Go! go! Okay, I found this on UPI. The headline is, Georgia woman finds 18 snakes living under her bed. That seems normal. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what can happen, right? Yeah. How in many Georgia? snakes do you have under your bed? I have, like, maybe 13, 14. Maybe it's a little too many for her, but, you know. Yeah, well, she had 18, so it was just, like, a little bit more than normal. But yeah, like, they're like a normal person, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the weirdest part of this story. A Georgia woman investigating what she initially believed to be a piece of fuzz on her bedroom floor, hmm. made a far more startling discovery. <laughs> 18 snakes under her bed. Yeah. Um, Seems like, that's, I don't, what piece of fuzz looks, looks like, like a snake? Any, I don't yeah, know. Any part of a snake. Uh, apparently it was a bunch of baby snakes okay. and a mama snake. Oh, cute. Under someone's bed. I don't know how it got into their house. Yeah. Uh, but it's fine. They got the snakes into a bag and then like release them by a creek nearby outside. Oh, so they good. put them back outside. Yeah. Um, a wildlife trapper who confirmed the reptiles were non-venomous garter snakes, which was also good. Yeah. Visited the home <laughs> the next day and concluded there were no more serpents inside. So it was just a fluke thing. All right. And everyone's okay. <laughs> but, which uh, of course they are because garter snakes are completely. Right. <laughs> right. But, I don't know. If that was me, there would have been a lot of screaming involved. Yeah, that's fair. That's Probably. a lot. That is a lot of snakes. It's a lot. I was joking earlier. I don't actually have any under my bed. That's that is I know. a lot of snakes. Yeah. To have in somebody's house, yeah. Just loose. Just loose. Loose snakes. You know. <laughs> just out and about. <laughs> like if you have them in like, you know, the terrarium or whatever, that's Yeah, fine. that's different. Loose snakes though. <laughs> that's that's a no no. Nobody wants a loose snake. <laughs> All right, this one is from uh, The Verge, and it seemed appropriate because <laughs> we've uh, our podcast has outlasted fleets on Twitter. <laughs> I don't oh, know if you already. They're already yeah. They're <laughs> shutting shutting down tweets or uh, what, fleets. Fleet that already, the expiring they're tweets. All, they're already. <laughs> that was not that long. It ago. It was not that long ago. We've this. definitely talked about it on here. Um, Yes. So, yeah, say goodbye to Fleets, the row of full-screen tweets at the top of the Twitter timeline that expire after 24 hours. 
which was basically like their answer to Instagram story. I saw another article that was like, this was their answer to Instagram stories, which was Instagram's answer to Snapchat. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're all it's just like trickling down. All it's going to keep media. reducing in quality. Yeah, all social mm. media is the same. Um, yeah. So the format is shutting down due to low usage after launching widely just eight months ago. Hmm. Um, starting on August 3rd, users will instead just see active spaces which are Twitter's live audio chat rooms at the top of their timelines, which is just Twitter's answer to, to um, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. <laughs> Again, okay. they're, they're, it's, all, it's all one big social media platform, and mm-hmm. we're just living in it. Um, Ilya Brown, Twitter's vice president of product, said in a statement, we hoped fleets would help more people feel comfortable joining the conversation on Twitter. But in the, in the time since we introduced fleets to everyone, we haven't seen an increase in the number of new people joining the conversation with fleets like we hoped. I don't know if you remember, but back we talked about them launching this feature. They were like, people are hesitant to post tweets because they last forever, so maybe they'll do fleets, which won't. And oh, it's just like a temporary, like, yeah, oh, that's just what I'm thinking today, but I don't want to like I don't want be to on here on, forever. Yeah. Apparently that didn't really happen. Hmm. Um, my favorite part of this, though, is what the official Twitter account tweeted today. We're removing fleets on August 3rd, working on some new stuff. We're sorry, or you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Which is, yeah. That's perfect. I think, yeah, the best way to announce you're shutting something down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, goodbye, fleets. We hardly knew you. Goodbye, fleets. And in my case, I didn't know you at all because I I didn't even try it at all. used it. But But hey, they tried something. They tried something. It didn't pan out. That's okay. Yeah, and they admitted they were wrong. They admitted they're like, we're going to shut this down. We're going to work on some other new stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what... That's what a company should do. Yep. Instead of supporting something that is bad forever. Yeah. Which is what a lot of software like actually, do. Yeah. They, they should just be like, yeah, nobody likes this. Let's just take it away now. Let's get rid of it. Yep. Yeah. What do you think they're going to make next? Bleats. Bleats. Which are tweets from goats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just everyone at the top of their profile just has this like scrolling Man. thing, like a goat, a goat stream. Yeah, bleats. That's what everyone wants. Yeah, everyone would appreciate that. Twitter, you can Across have that Twitter. idea. You can have that idea for free. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.